Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to this week's episode of Zach on Film. It is a very special episode because we are back. We just got done watching a movie in the theater. What movie did we watch, Stephen? Uh, one that I have been waiting for for a very long time to come to oh, the Oh, me too. And that was The Martian, starring Matt Damon. Yeah. From Ridley Scott. Yeah. Based on the novel by Andy Weir. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've got a question. We'll What's start up, this Steven? off by... What are the differences? You've okay. read the book. I've not had a chance to read the book. It's yes. the next one on my stack. Yeah. So okay. I understand that they've taken a little bit of liberties from the movie, mm-hmm. from the book, and also that the book is adding much, much more to the movie. Yes. Okay. So the first thing right off the bat of the book is the book has been lauded for its scientific accuracy. Right. That is very technical, mm-hmm. and it describes exactly what Mark Watney does to survive for... 500 plus souls right uh on mars so it's very detailed they took a lot of that out about mm. how he's creating the water they kind of get into that that's yeah. probably the most scientific thing they do in the movie, in the movie. besides uh besides, har- besides growing your own potatoes out of your poop right yeah. that yeah but but the level of detail they describe it at mm-hmm. it, uh imagine almost everything he does in the in the movie described like he did for that five seconds for the ah, water okay and that's a lot of the book so yeah. he took a lot of that out which is fine because yeah, it's yeah. very dense oh yeah but interesting to see him describe um now from what i remember i just finished the book a couple months ago there are three main plot points that they took out mm-hmm. and and i can give justifications for why and why it's a good move for the okay. movie all right okay so first thing they took out um Oh, by the way, spoilers, everybody. Spoilers like crazy in about four seconds. Uh, <laughs> NASA tells the Hermes crew who uh, who left Mark because they thought he was dead on Mars. Right. They um, are going to give them the permission to use a gravity assist off of Earth to go back to Mars to potentially save Mark Watney's life. Mm-hmm. To do this, they have to uh, aid they get the aid of the Chinese space agency right. to shoot a rocket up to them to right. re resupply. Now, there is a section in the book about that, because in the movie, it seems like, oh, this went off without a hitch. Yeah. There was a lot of questioning if it was still going to work there. He had one rocket explode right? Um, to see if this was going to work. There was a plan with the crew members of the Hermes that if the restocking missile did not get there, that Johansson would eat the rest of the rations... 
And then the other crew members besides her would, I believe, medically kill themselves. Mm. And she would eat them mm. to get to Mars to potentially save Mark Watney. Interesting. Because they were, gonna, they were yeah, on yeah. that path. They were doing it right. whether that rocket got there or not. Right. So they wanted to make sure at least one person was there. Mm. So there was a cannibalism plot yeah, that they yeah, pulled. Yeah. Which makes sense. But it they, was a PG thirteen movie. It. They didn't have that. Didn't happen in the book, did they? No, no, no. It oh, okay. didn't. But it was, but it was something it that was, was discussed. Dis- it was discussed okay. Okay. that they were going to eat. Yeah. the rest of Ugh. the people. Right. So that was something they took out. Understandably, mm-hmm. it's a PG thirteen movie, right? And it didn't pan out. So sure, didn't need yeah, to be, it didn't need out. to be there. Yeah. So then the other two things are very similar to that, but not cannibalism, mm-hmm. obviously. But um, on Mark Watney's trip to the Ares Mm Four, where he would potentially leave Mars and get with the Hermes, um, there was a giant dust storm that he would have to navigate around. And Mm. so he did a lot of weird math, and he eventually got around it. It was kind of like it built it up to be this really big thing, and then he just went around. (laughs) So that could have they lost that, not a big deal. Yeah. And then the final thing that I remember them leaving out was he actually crashed his rover mm. pretty close to uh to the the spot where he needed to get for the Ares 4 mission mm-hmm. and lost direct communication with NASA. Mm. So he had to try to do that last bit of the drive without their help to get there. But once he got there, he could obviously talk to them again because right. of the, the ship. Yeah. Um but that was taken out again not a big deal to yeah. take out and and to be honest the movie is throwing constantly one hurdle after another right at mark watley and the audience yeah and i think that i don't know there was probably six major hurdles that had to be overcome in the piece yeah and so i think they handled that really well and i think it didn't tax the audience although mm-hmm. i will say that i thought that they explained everything very well in this yeah. movie but there were still people in the audience that were totally confused as what was going on, namely the two people sitting right behind us. Yeah, that was fun. That was that was great fun to listen yeah. to them. Kinda, yeah. What What are they doing what, now? What's happening? What's going on? What? They just explained <laughs> they're going to send the thing around the Earth in gravitational slingshot, just yeah. like in Star Trek. But um, yeah, I actually probably had Apollo thirteen too. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so did you like the movie then, considering the adaptation? Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was a really good adaptation yeah. of the book. Yeah. I thought they got a lot right. I think they got Mark's character right. Mm-hmm. He was kind of this hotshot, borderline jackass. Yeah. And they, he kind of came off that way, which was nice. He threw a lot of humor mm-hmm. in the book, which yes. it was very evident in the movie yes. throughout. And I thought that was really good because, yeah. you know, we've seen uh, when this first came up as a movie, a lot of people were like, oh, Castaway in Space. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is much that, but... Uh, Tom Hanks' character in Castaway um, didn't have the humor of everything. He mm-hmm. was just like, I'm going to die, right. and I'm never going to get out of here. I might as well kill myself and those kinds of things. Right. Um, but I thought they handled the situation very nicely in this mm-hmm. movie, and I thought that the story was, was really good and engaging, even though you kind of knew what was going to happen at the end, sure. right? I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> It's kind of like history, even though this isn't historical, but in the movie Apollo 13, we knew who was coming back and who wasn't coming back and all that stuff. And the ending of the movie is somewhat spoiled, right? Mm -hmm. So you kind of knew that no matter what, Watley was going to make it back home because otherwise, what kind of a downer movie is that? Right. And um, 
the other thing is building the tension up at the beginning of the movie of, oh my gosh, he's going to die or get left behind. Well, the millions of promos that were released <laughs> yeah. ahead of time gave us that setup. So I sure. was, you know, part of the movie enjoyment, if you're thinking ahead, you know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it's the journey, which I think is the mm-hmm. most important part of this of this story. And it was certainly uh, a very good movie. Now, of the two space movies that you and I have seen uh, recently in the last year or so, mm-hmm. I didn't like it as much as Interstellar. Oh, really? But I did enjoy it very, very much. Yeah. And I thought it was a good movie, and I really think it's worth going to for a lot of different reasons. Oh, absolutely. And I thought about Interstellar while the lead up to the movie mm-hmm. and then while watching it, mainly because uh, really the two biggest space movies mm-hmm. of the last year have been lauded for their scientific right. accuracy. Exactly. exactly. Which is a thing that I don't know we've really had before besides probably Apollo 13. But we're talking, that's a, I mean, that was essentially a fiction, nonfiction story. Right. You know, right. Uh, these are clearly science fiction, mm-hmm. but they kept to the scientific accuracy of the story, mm-hmm. which I think really gives it some brevity in the idea of science fiction because right. it's not trying to do anything impossible. Certainly, no. Interstellar went to some crazy right, lengths. but at least it was still tied to science. Right. And that's what I liked about this is everything's tied to science, and you know, doing the calculations, and you know, our astronauts are very smart people. Mm-hmm. Beyond just the fact that you're labeled as a botanist, you're not sure. just botanist. You have to go through all the training, you have to go through the medical procedure, you have to go through all of that stuff uh, so that you can f- survive in space. And so I thought that aspect of it was fantastic, mm-hmm. and the fact that he's able to figure things out, yeah. And, you know, set up the communications with with NASA and uh, everything else I thought was really, really good. The other thing that I saw in this movie that I liked was uh, the potential, right? Mm -hmm. This potential. And I don't know if it's discussed more in the book, but, you know, one of the big aspects of the movie is uh, China and the United States coming together to uh, to save one person. Sure. But at the same time, it that collaboration draws the uh, world together a lot better. More scientific discovery is made that shows that, you know, the planet has more humanity mm-hmm. than than we may have thought before. So there's a part of that book that even the rescue mission itself is very hopeful in that people are really working together, mm-hmm. putting aside other differences to for the good of one person. Yeah. But the end result is something even bigger where, if I'm not mistaken, it looked like Ares 4 was a... A joint, joint mission. mission. Yeah, that's what it looked and, like. And, you know, that's great. That's mm-hmm. wonderful. And um, I would love it if we could do that. You know, I, I know the International Space Station is stocked with people from all over the world. Yeah. Uh, but it would be wonderful to see, you know, that kind of stuff, a collaboration take place to go to another mm-hmm. planet. Yeah. So. And, you, and you, you think, and they kind of touch on it a couple of times in the movie, that space is really this great equalizer of country yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're not allowed to own any of it right and it's just there mm-hmm. and why and i know like the space race was this big deal that kind mm-hmm. of kicked everything off but mm-hmm. we're kind of moving past that with so many different countries having space programs right now. i mean with india launching rockets mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. europe landing a uh, a satellite or about like a rover, rover thing on, on the, the comet. comet yeah yeah so i mean we have all these different countries working to essentially the same goal mm-hmm. is to study uh, our solar system in the universe. Right. So why shouldn't we be teaming yeah. up more? Yeah. So um, what did you think of overall directing from Ridley Scott? I thought uh, I thought it was really good. I think 
the tones of the movie worked well. I never thought it leaned too heavy into drama, but I, it never right. kind of just dipped its toe every once in a while mm-hmm. in the comedy to keep things mm-hmm. a little light and not kind of disparaging like, you know, uh, uh, Castaway was, right, where it right. was very down and dreary. Yeah, 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 yeah. This had those moments, but it was very hopeful mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was really well done for him, especially because you're working with, I mean, he did assemble an incredible cast. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was the first thing I saw the trailer, because I hadn't read the book before I saw the trailer. I right. saw the trailer, and I wasn't really paying attention. I just had it playing on YouTube, and mm-hmm. then the list of actors came oh, up. Oh, yeah, like, we've got... Holy crap. You know, we've got uh, Matt Damon, Jessica Chastain, Kristen Wiig, Jeff Daniels, Michael Pena, uh, Sean Bean, Kate Mara, uh, Sebastian Stan. Those are basically your astronauts, mm-hmm. your NASA PR person, um, uh, Chuitel, uh I forget his Chuitel, name. Chuitel, IGF4. Yes, who was in 12 Years a Slave. Right. Um, you know, those are basically all your NASA astronauts and NASA administrators. Mm-hmm. And then you've got all these other people popping in that play big roles like Donald Glover, who figures out the the slingshot piece. Sure. Uh, you've got the uh, Eddie uh, Ko and Chen Ch- uh, Shu, who mm-hmm. play the Chinese uh, aspect of the piece. I really like this. Um, I really like the casting of this movie because mm-hmm. it's super diverse. Yep. And the people who are playing the big roles are not relegated to background characters, Mm-mm. right? You know, even Donald Glover, even though it's a small part for him, it's an important part. Yeah. And he's a person of color, and yeah. that's important, and we've got representation, I think, out the wazoo, although I think there's probably still a lot of people that would argue that, oh, well, this is still a white guy on Mars that mm-hmm. we're trying to go save the white guy. Um, but even the uh, the commander, uh, Jessica Chastain, uh, you know, white female, but mm-hmm. still the female in charge of the mission. So I was really impressed with the diversity of the cast, yeah. How strong all the actors were that they got, even in small uh, bits like uh, Kristen Wiig playing the uh, the the PR person mm-hmm. for NASA. Uh, I just wow, what a cast yeah. to assemble! And and I don't remember in the book um, if um, like Vincent was, I believe, Chuitel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't like and Donald Glover in those characters. I don't remember if they're actually called out as right. people of color right. or anything. I mm-hmm. think they were just. A person, and they never right. really left it. I mean, they just left it as names, and yeah. then so, and I, I could be wrong with that, but I don't really remember them ever hitting on anyone's race in the book, unless it was explicit, like two of the astronauts on the Hermes were. Um, but so then, so that mean that was could have totally just been casting. Now, was uh, from the book was this an international mission? Because I could have sworn on Sean Bean characters, Mitch's. Uh, costume he had a german he did uh, yeah. flag on his yeah okay all right yeah they, they, there's that one character okay but were any of the other characters I don't from believe, i think but they believe they're all after that i think they're okay. all from america okay all right i just had had seen that right at the end when they're yeah. trying to do the space catch and i was like does he got the german flag on his, well, yeah, on they, his shoulder I think they oh because in the very the beginning it's kind of offhand when they're all you know chit-chatting on mars and mm-hmm. she apologizes for like her cruise like they talk all the time. He says something right. about speaking in German or uh, something. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. You're right. I totally spaced that. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, but what a cast to assemble. I'm, I'm curious of what Ridley Scott's obsession with space is. Yeah. Because when you look at his long list of movies, I mean, he's got some great movies, mm-hmm. but the ones that really stand out have this strong space vibe mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. Which is uh, just interesting in itself because you got Alien, the Aliens, the whole Alien franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you've got Blade Runner, which is not quite space, but it's a futuristic sure. uh, tech. And then 
uh, uh, you've got Prometheus, uh, the movie, and then of course you've got now, um, yeah, the Martian. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly an interesting setting for a film because Mm -hmm. you're talking about a complete unknown of environment. So you can do a lot of weird things, especially like when you look at Alien and those films where Mm -hmm. you can introduce strange concepts and you're already disorienting the audience itself because they have no reference for space. You kind of have to build this world. It's almost like a fantasy setting in a sense, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just all around us. Yeah. It's just, I thought it was well shot. Yeah. Um, I thought it was well acted. Mm -hmm. I, I love the fact that GoPro gets a, you know, a, a huge, you yeah. know, special thanks to uh, section because uh, Watley is recording his uh, his entire experience, which is never being uploaded. So I we're assuming that some future group of people would go right. retrieve those files and then uh, share them with the world. But um, every time they're doing his diary, it's all on these little GoPros stationed mm-hmm. throughout the, the 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 living unit that they're right. in. Right. So I thought that was rather interesting. Yeah, it's fun. I was like. How'd they hack these GoPros to get all of those graphics on top? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like, you don't see anything running out of, you know, there's there are no cables running out of those GoPros. They're simply they, mounted. That's how we saw. Yeah. 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 So maybe it was a special NASA hack. Yeah. <laughs> because, man, they're hacking everything in that movie. Uh-huh. Uh, here's how you hack the rover so we can communicate via text message. And here's, right. how, you, <laughs> here's how you do this. And here's how we hack this. And it's just, uh, just a, a really good movie. I don't think it's as action packed as uh, the trailers lead on to believe because yeah. there's a, a lot of very quiet moments and a lot of thinking moments mm-hmm. in this movie. So if you're thinking that it's nonstop action, it's not. Mm-mm. And it's very, very, I mean, it's not a long movie. Maybe it is. I it's don't kind know. of long. Like I think it's about two, a little over two hours. It felt at times longer than it was, but I felt like that was because I was just getting lost in the film. And then I would like, something would just snap me out of it. I'm like, Oh my, how long have I been? Oh, it is, it is two hours, uh, 141 minutes. So yeah, just over two hours or no longer than two hours. Yeah. 220. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, quite a bit longer. Yeah. It's a night, it's a good length of film. Mm -hmm. I think it, it keeps the audience's attention. I was never bored the entire time, which was nice. Yeah. And then you had to talk about, I mean, a guy by himself mm-hmm. for most of the film well, on Mars. <laughs> did, did you go see Castaway in the movie theater or did oh, you no, see it later? Young oh, no, it was pretty young came out. Because I remember when that movie came out, it seemed like it was a very long movie. And yeah. there were parts in it where, and they did the same thing here, where uh, you're basically following him over the course of the first year that he's on there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they jump five, year, sure. five years later. And then here it's like yeah. seven months later and uh, some good... <laughs> Uh, body double work, you know, because uh, yeah. the first time we see Matt Damon, he's pretty he's buff ripped. And, and ripped and he looks good. Uh, but then, you know, towards the end of the mission, he's lost all of this weight because mm-hmm. of the stuff. And he comes out of the showers and they show, you know, this very skinny, emaciated body. And you know that that's not Matt Damon no. losing the weight like Tom Hanks lost the weight in Castaway. Because yeah. Tom Hanks actually did do a whole, well, yeah, they, took like a they year stopped off. production so that he could lose that weight yeah. uh, in a healthy manner. But, uh, yeah, I thought that that was uh, was and, rather interesting. And I, th- and, I mean, speaking oh, of his like speaking of Castaway, yeah. one hundred and forty three minutes, so two oh. minutes longer than than uh, than this movie. So it was two forty three, one forty one forty three for Castaway, one forty one, one forty one for gotcha. um for The Martian. Um, you know, speaking of how Watney's body kind of wasted away, mm-hmm. he that I think that was a nice addition with really 
griming up all of his teeth, mm-hmm. which is not something they ever addressed in the book, but you right. didn't realize he would have ran out of toothpaste a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so he was going a very long time without toothpaste or yep. brushing his teeth. They did kind of mention it at the end because when they when he first gets on the uh, the ship mm-hmm. and takes off his helmet, they're like, ooh, dude, you're smelling ripe. He's like, well, it's been a year and a half since I've had a shower. Yeah. So I just, man, I, I like this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one that I will, will add to the collection, but it is oh, not, absolutely. it's probably not one that I will go back and see in the theater. Now, you'll probably go back and see yeah. it in the theater, right? Right. I'm going to go probably this weekend if everything works out because Aubrey read the book after I did and she really liked it as well. Oh, good. And she would have been there with us tonight, but she had, Went and supported the old Forte's Tigers at their homecoming uh, festivities. Uh, uh, uh. So, <laughs> so we'll probably go again this weekend, and I'm really excited about seeing it again. Yeah, yeah. What What didn't you like about this movie? What would be a drawback for people to to avoid? Uh, what is wrong with The Martian, or what didn't I enjoy? Is there oh, stuff? So hard. Is there stuff like there are times, and maybe it's explained in the book, and the science is behind it. But you know, he's using a basically a tarp and some duct tape to, to seal up the, the hole in the yeah. uh, unit. Is that? No, that's ex- right. Yeah. They kind of, they talk about it. I mean, it's because I'm just thinking just that he's inside the, the units while there are storms going on. Yeah. And I would think that these rocks and pebbles would just be tearing Ripping that tarp to, yeah. to shreds. Well, yeah. Then they kind of hit on that, right? When he puts that tarp on mm-hmm. and he's counting his thing as a huge storm right. and kind of just tensing because, Hole goes to that thing. He's dead. Yeah. He's, he's the only way he, cause he survived the airlock mm-hmm. breaching is cause he was in his full, right. Uh, suit. his suit. So mm-hmm. he could breathe and stuff. Uh, so yeah, I mean, they kind of just, and they talk about it, but nothing ever really comes as of it being destroyed or anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what, what did you find something that you didn't like in the movie? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I really liked it. Yeah, I, I can't. I honestly, I can't think of anything. The music was old. Yeah, so that was the. That's an interesting thing. Is the music? Yeah. There were a couple of times where there's an original score piece, like when he's driving across um, the planet to his destination, and there are a couple mm-hmm. of times where you hear some string and horn uh, pieces come up, and I don't know who was doing the the score for that. Um, but the rest of it was all music from the seventies, which yeah. I, I love that stuff. Sure. I mean, all the ABBA that they're playing and 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 whatnot is just super super cool for me, and I enjoyed that part, but. Um, yeah, I was just kind of hoping as I was listening to that and started paying attention to it, I was kind of hoping there was a little bit more original score type stuff Mm -hmm. in there, but I can understand if he's got nothing else to do, why not put the soundtrack inside the movie? Uh, the diet, I think it's diegetic is the, is the term for it where the, you know, it's coming from inside the movie, a diegetic sound. And, uh, so I like that, that they made that work. Mm -hmm. There were a couple of things that I think we're still not super explained like What's why that? he had to cut a hole in the top of his rover and inflate the uh yeah and so that is just stuff that is a chunk of the book i yeah. mean it's all about trying but see to, they did they the spent outfit. a whole bunch of, they spent yeah. a whole bunch of time saying oh they're telling me to cut a hole in the top and do this yeah. and it's like why because there's plenty of room in there and that hole was not being used for any additional space except for maybe air or something i don't yeah, know but... you know i'm trying to think now of what he was pulling because in the book, he pulls a complete separate yeah, rover. Right, behind him. And that's was that, what he was was doing that in here. there? Yeah, they had the solar panels and the, right. um, the rover that he had retrieved. And, and he slept in one. Oh, he okay. He slept in one, and so that was part of the book. And so it was all just about trying to get his water thing in there so he could keep making water mm. and his oxygen stuff, and he had to just like fit everything in there and 
it was a whole big deal. Um, you know, something that just bugged me at the end was they took time to say there is a t- essentially a 24 minute delay yes. in the thing. Yes. So we won't be having contact with him. Right. But then they continually yes. cut it as in it's happening around time. Like that you just established right. we cannot know. And then you cut the film. I understand for dramatic purposes, mm-hmm. but you could have just left. You could have just went back to a silent NASA yeah. all the time. Everyone's just bracing themselves mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. just crap is going crazy over yeah. on Mars. Yeah. And so it, that was really strange. That, that was interesting way. And, and does point out if you go to the IMDb page where they're talking about goofs and they're talking about, hey, it's they were talking of 12 minute mm-hmm. delay, 24 minute delay in the round trip conversation. And yet we're it's being intercut as yeah. if it's live. And I can understand that's to heighten the tension. And so that you can see the reaction of everyone's face. But mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it should have been. But I mean, if you've ever actually watched one of the, because you know, whenever NASA really does a mission, or yeah. the same thing with the European Space Agency, when they were landing their mission on the mm-hmm. comet, they do a live feed of the thing, and you just watch everyone yeah. as you're waiting, as the thing co- counts down where you should get a signal, uh-huh. and then it actually comes, and then they just go nuts. Oh, yeah, so yeah, there is yeah, like yeah, a yeah. great tension of them, everyone's just sitting right, right, right. waiting. Yeah. And they could have done that, but I, I understand why yeah no i think i thought that was i I mean it didn't detract but yes it did pop up in my mind as like why is a cnn guy responding exactly (laughs) to what is going on live when Mm -hmm. it's not and it's not live so yeah but i mean i remember that the the first time we had a successful rover landing on mars mm -hmm. where i want to say it was late at night or early in the morning because i was in atlanta and i remember getting up Mm-hmm. And turning on the TV and like everybody was tuned in to see, is this thing going to land? I think that was the one where it was the inflatable one. I don't think it was the parachute uh, one. I know uh, Curiosity, which was the last one we landed. No, no. This was, was like, a, this was like 96, so 97. One, Pathfinder. Yeah, it Pathfinder. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was the inflatable thing. Yeah. Well, he pulled up a parachute. Yeah. Well, I guess it. I don't remember. Let's see I don't what know how they Pathfinder land. Um, but I remember watching. Oh, maybe, up, maybe it was parachute. I don't remember. I remember staying up to watch. The Curiosity rover land a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, and that was incredible to just watch them do all that. Well, uh, I just remember that you know we were getting the stuff coming from NASA, but of course it was twelve minutes delayed for NASA, so yeah. we were still seeing it live, but we weren't seeing what was coming directly from, um, you know, from Mars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this is the Mars Pathfinder. That was the one. Yeah, uh, but I don't. I thought it was the one that had the inflatable thing, but maybe not. I guess it was parachuted down. So. I'm glad it got to play a role in this movie. Yeah. Yay, NASA. Yay. Let's fun NASA. And I remember him bros. saying when he's doing all of his travels, like he was only so far, I think it was from Curiosity, mm-hmm. on his travels, and he thought about in the book going over there just to see it. It was like, no, I can't waste the time to yeah, go yeah. see the rover or whatever. Yeah. Um, in the very beginning, when Mark Watney is waking up, was there a cameraman in his visor? Oh, I didn't pay attention to that. I swore there was a black shape of a human in his visor when he's getting up out of this. Yeah, maybe it was in Martian Alien. Maybe that was Ridley Scott giving us a secret. Yeah. There's aliens on the planet. Yeah. Uh, But I swore, I'm going to go back and watch him again, and I'm going to look really close because I swore there was a cameraman in his shield visor, which I thought would be really strange. So let me ask you this. Yeah. And this is just a straightforward question. If you had one person stranded on Mars. Yeah. And he was alive, but... You know, in order to rescue that one person, it would cost billions and billions of dollars that could go to other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're a, you know, you're a congressperson. Yeah. 
do you uh, do you approve that? Do you approve the money to to let NASA do that, or do you just say, well, that's a risk that he took when he when he launched, and we got roads to fix and children to feed and 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 uh, schools I mean, to fix roofs. Uh... I mean, this is probably why I'm not a politician, <laughs> but I would say yes. And where's that money come right, from? Right. Probably our giant uh, military budget. Yeah, yeah. Where he took all of NASA's budget anyways, mm-hmm. which is so small now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, because you look at the economic benefits. I mean, we, we see what the space program does mm-hmm. for technology, uh, techn- technological advancements mm-hmm. throughout the entire world. So you got that going for you where there's all these smart people. Right. And, you know, they bring it up in the mm-hmm. film where... Support was on their side for yeah. different things. Right. Like the public is actually paying attention to the space space program for once. Well, and, and you have you know, that, that is that's you. a real positive thing too mm-hmm. because and again going back to Pathfinder where people are waking up in the middle of the night or day or I, I forget when it was but I remember it was at a time when I was home turning on the TV when I should have been asleep to watch that mm-hmm. that landing and um and it did do a lot for science and if it yeah. can help promote people more interested in these things and just the if a news agency was smart and if NASA was smart in a situation like this, it'd be like, how did we do it? Let us, let's make this as simple as possible that we can explain to the public what we're doing, why we're doing, how mm-hmm. it works, the science behind it. And let's see if we can get more people interested in these kinds of things. So right. I think from that standpoint, just the advancements of doing this and the knowledge gained from doing this again, just like in Apollo 13, um, totally worth uh, the effort. Right. Um, there may be some people that would disagree with that. Oh, there'd be a lot of people. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought that was, that was rather interesting. Uh, so this week the Martian came out, NASA had a mm-hmm. huge announcement right. where they found that there is flowing mm-hmm. liquid water that is like super salt. Yeah. That's it, it, they, but it's like flowing they, on Mars in seasons. Yes. It is the flowing water on Mars, presumably from polar ice caps yeah, and, and those kinds of things. Weird stuff. If, if you want to know the, more about it, you can watch uh, an episode of SciShow on YouTube. Yes. It's very good. To explain. Uh, the way they basically detected it was by looking at uh, particles in the water salt. Yeah. Uh, and seeing how that reflected because they wouldn't be able to detect the actual water. Mm. And the interesting thing was that it coincided. What was this on? It was on Monday, Monday, Monday morning. Yeah, yeah. Monday morning. Uh, so yeah, coincided oddly with mm-hmm. this Martian uh, movie. And the interesting thing is they've had this information for months and months and months. I want to say almost a year is well, how I long know they were sitting the on this Well, I know the first time they started really studying the images has been for a year. Mm-hmm. And so they explained that they had to do some more analysis right. and do some things. Oh, about yeah, it. yeah, you want to be conclusive. But the initial kind of looking at these mm-hmm. water paths has been a year. Yeah. And so... I mean, you have to obviously do some more research and study and things like that. And it's Mars. So it's a long ways away. But uh, I'm not saying it's wrong that NASA. I've, oh, no. A Again, month, it's like, I like, mean, like, here's we're a, movie. Have an entire huge movie based around our NASA program. And Let's wait a month to announce this. Yes. Not only is it um, a good move for NASA, but NASA had to probably sign off on a bunch of stuff as far as use mm-hmm. of their logos and some of the oh, NASA sure. technology and those kinds of things. Um, so yeah, it would be a good idea to just, yeah, we'll sit on this a little bit longer. It's fine. We'll release it right around the same time. Mm -hmm. Now, have you seen any of the news reports follow up that says, how does this finding change the things that we saw in, um, in the, in the movie? Uh, so I watched the episode of SciShow, which is Mm -hmm. a PBS science YouTube channel. Right. Um, and the guy who was explaining that Hank Green, he said, 
or alluded to. It was a quick little quip right. in his thing that said something about the Martin soil wouldn't allow for growing of potatoes and then just got kept on going like, oh, I see what you did there. But I'm pretty sure they said, no, you couldn't really grow potatoes in there. But I'm not quite sure oh, if really? I heard him right. But he definitely said something about not being able to grow potatoes. But the book went into detail about why the potatoes yeah. were be able to be grown. Right? Yeah, but maybe he uh, maybe he was speaking of in just that point because oh, okay. from what he said, it is a very highly toxic to humans mm. what is there because of some molecule and that's stuff. and that's one of the things that i was interested especially because of the title of the of the movie and, and i didn't read the book a, ahead of the movie um because he's on planet for over a year mm -hmm. almost two years mm -hmm. he uh is eating food grown in the soil mm -hmm. if there you would think that part of his body chemistry would change mm -hmm. in those two years maybe it takes longer i'm not a biologist or a botanist or anything <laughs> like that or but i would think that some of his biology would change yeah and my thought was maybe that's the catch at the end of the movie is that he really is not a, a, an earthling anymore he truly is a martian, a martian <laughs> which i think would be really that interesting and, they, and then he did talk about how basically According to the email he got from Harvard, he is uh, he colonized Mars, right? So uh, you know those kinds of things I thought were really interesting and, yeah, and you, really you had some from good a, think pieces in here. A, a scientific standpoint from uh, to study what happened to his body on Mars, you'd want to have as many medical exams done to him right. on the Hermes because you want to wait the yeah yeah the to seven find out months if he was or whatever to get back. You want to start drawing blood yeah. and doing all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's in something I never thought of. That's really interesting. Uh, okay. So we, it's been a while since we did the uh, summer movie special. It has of, been a, has been about a month. We're going to try to do more movie reviews like this yeah. on the show. Um, one thing that we used to talk about was the movie going experience. Yeah. This this time. Our theater did not suck. Right. I mean, you would have noticed if you'd listened to all of our summer movies, yes. we didn't lead off on this episode complaining about our movie yes. theater. Now, I will say this. As soon as I, it, we weren't in one of the big two theaters. No. We were in this next size down. Yeah. But uh, when I found out what theater we, we were in, I was pretty excited and he actually texted you saying, hey, we're in theater two. I was just here yesterday watching The Intern with my wife mm -hmm. and- it was a great experience because good sound, good picture, filled the screen, all yeah. that stuff. And man, it continued through this time. So yeah. I don't know if the new ownership has changed some things around. Yeah, I don't even know if it's taken over yet. I don't know if it is because that was one of the things my wife asked because yeah. it's still listed as Starplex if they were going to keep the name or change over to um, who bought them out? AMC? AMC. Uh, or if they were going to change to an AMC. Yeah, I haven't so. heard anything about it switching ownership. So maybe they just got their act together. Maybe I was, I was impressed this yeah, time around. I now, was very happy. There were still some talky people in, yeah. in our theater. Um, uh, but I will say, uh, I, side story, I did go see the intern, the uh, Robert De Niro <laughs> and Hathaway movie. And it was just, you know, my wife and I hadn't seen a movie together in probably over a year just by ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so she had an afternoon off and I was like, well, we should go do some date time stuff and just go do something as, you know, uh, a couple and uh, she she said, "Oh, I really want to see the intern." I'm like, "Okay, that's fine. We'll go see that." It's exactly what you think it is. Mm -hmm. There's it's not disguising anything. But there was an older person who was in front of us in line at the tickets, and we knew what movie she was going to see. We <laughs> sat down, and I before the movie began, I looked around and I said to my wife, uh, "We are the youngest people in this." Theater. <laughs> and she kind of laughed it off. She thought that maybe there was only three or four people. No, there was about two dozen people in the theater. Uh -huh. 
and they were all 65 plus. Oh, and if I were man. to guess the age of the <laughs> oldest person, I would say late eighties wow. in the theater and, uh, old people chat a freaking lot. Well, those, the couple behind us was an older couple. Oh, were in they? This okay. Film. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, the old people, when I went to see the intern, oh, he didn't blink like he's supposed to. <laughs> and oh, I knew that was going to come. And it's just like, it was, it was somewhat comical at times, but, uh, oh, man. I, I actually had a good theater going experience these, these next two times. Yeah. So, that's, it bodes well for the future. I hope. Yep. We were going to go see Steve jobs, uh, yep. next week, but that is a limited release. Nine theaters. In New York and L.A. are only going to get Steve Jobs next week. And then it's not until the 23rd of October that it gets a wider release. Mm-hmm. But it still didn't say how wide that was going to be. So yeah. my guess is Steve Jobs isn't going to arrive here in Hayes. I hope. I mean, I hope. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. Okay. They surprise me every once in a while. Yeah, they have. I will hope, hope, hope that so Steve Jobs comes here. What are we going to do then next week? Well, uh, a movie that you and I have been looking forward to mm-hmm. came out on iTunes this week. Yeah, it's from Sundance. Yeah, it's from Sundance, mm-hmm. and it's uh, dope. Yes. And uh, I'm I'm very excited about seeing it. It was one of those films I got highly regarded at Sundance Film Festival as one of really the top films that debuted there. Um, so now we're getting to that part of the year where a lot of the film festival films are being released. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially digitally. Yep. Like we've seen a couple of them already. Uh, and so Dope is out. Yep. And I think here's, here's the, uh, next week you want to do that one? I think so. Uh, life changes for Malcolm, a geek who's striving to, uh, who's surviving life in a tough neighborhood after a chance uh, invitation to an underground party leads him and his friends to a Los Angeles adventure, into a Los Angeles adventure. I don't know if it's so much an adventure. It's very interesting. I can't wait to see everyone's reaction to this. Uh, it's got some... Um, it's just got some really cool people in here. Uh, what's his name? ASAP Rocky. Uh, oh. It's a dollar sign. App Rocky, yeah, is, Rocky is the lead in this. That's ASAP Rocky. He, he plays. I, guess uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's yeah. a he's a well known rapper. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was really cool in here. Um, just the names on this movie that that pop up uh, are really 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 cool, and I would encourage people to check this out before we do this next time on uh, Zach on Film. Yeah. So everyone has a chance to actually watch it if you. Uh, do the iTunes movie thing. I don't think it's out on physical or anything yet. I'm sure it's just uh, iTunes digital. Mm-hmm. So you have that. You have an opportunity to watch it. And, uh, you know, you can uh, be more attuned to the conversation next week when we talk about dope on Zach on film. So what would you uh, give a rating for The Martian, Stephen? Um, on a scale of one to five, yeah. I would probably go four and a half. Yeah, that's I thought what I'm it was really, too. really uh, enjoyable. Like I said, I enjoyed Interstellar much, much more uh, than this, but this one is a super solid movie. I definitely check it out. Uh, currently on the uh, on the ratings for this movie, let me get to the page real quick. Whoops, too far. Uh, last time I looked, it was like ninety one, ninety on the on the old Rotten Tomato meter. Okay. Um. IMDb has it listed at 8.5 from 7,000 users. Uh, the Metascore is 77 out of 100. Uh, from 38 users, uh, 154 critics checking in. 22 from Metacritic.com. So, uh, Yeah, The Martian is currently certified fresh with 92% with 157 critic reviews. Definitely worth checking out. Absolutely. I give it a, a four and a half. I don't know if I can put Interstellar above it. I'd have to, really? I haven't watched Interstellar again, and I yeah, really want to. I. 
Um, I, think I I'm do actually love gonna, that movie. I think I'm going to have my oldest son watch both of these. I think even though it's a PG-13, oh, yeah. he's just enough interested in the sciences to mm-hmm. comprehend what's going on. And I think his uh, eight-year-old smart head would uh, enjoy The Martian quite a bit. I think so, too. I think it's definitely a film that can inspire some more interest in science. I mean, I left them like, I'm already uh, gung-ho about space, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. space! Yeah, space. <laughs> and also, fuck Mars. Yeah, <laughs> get out of here, Mars. <laughs> so, on that note, I think we'll end this episode of Zach on Film. Head over to Majorspoilers.com where you can find this podcast posting page over there. You can go down in the comments and you can uh, give your thoughts about Ridley Scott's The Martian. What did you like? What did you not like? Did you not like that they didn't have Matt Damon bouncing bouncing around in forty percent Earth gravity the entire time? Mm. That would have been really hard to shoot. Let's yeah, be honest. Sometimes they use slow mo to make it look like less mm-hmm. gravity, so that worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you didn't like that though. Maybe that just ruined the whole movie for you. Let us know in the comments there. Uh, while you're there, click on the Amazon.com link. You could buy your very own book version of The Martian by Andy Weir. I bet it's not very much in paperback. Uh, paperback, nine bucks. Uh, Look at that. And also, if you want to get it in the Kindle edition, it's uh, only eight bucks. Or, I don't know why this... Oh, if you want to do that Kindle Unlimited, which is the subscription oh, piece, yeah. costs you absolutely nothing. There if you you're, go. Uh, and that's even... I don't think it... Uh, I think you have to be a Prime member for that, but Kindle uh, Unlimited, zero bucks to get I that will book. tell you, I love this book so much, I bought it twice. Wow. Mainly because my dog ripped up the first oh, one before I, I was finished reading it. <laughs> so it's definitely worth a buy. But if you use the Amazon.com link over at Major Spoilers, it's not going to cost you any extra, but a little bit will come back to Major Spoilers to, you know, show your support to everything you have at Major Spoilers and keep shows like these coming each and every week. So next week, we will be talking dope on Zach on Film. podcast is copyright 2015 by major spoilers entertainment llc say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill